Hello, Ethernauts. Welcome to EtherTalk, the show where we talk about what just happened on Ethernautica. This is our chance to discuss our thoughts and theories on what is actually going on in the Ethernautica world. I'm your host, Kelly. You may know me as Rose Worthington from the show. Today, I have with me repeat guest, Jax. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Jax, who is currently sitting in my, my, my dining room. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it's been a while since you were last on. Yes. Definitely before the summer. Uh, yeah. Uh, when we last left, or, or when we last did this, I was um, predicting that the creatures that needed to be uh, cold were terrestrial of some sort. And I'm not oh, sure right. qu- quite how accurate that prediction was. <laughs> I don't think they originated from Earth, but I don't know this setting well enough to know that they... It was not something that the cast ever even questioned. I think it's one of those things where it didn't originate here, but had been here so long that they had no way of knowing that. Right. Well, and and perhaps these were uh, an invasive species of, of rock crab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From another planet, right? Oh, I found it. You are on Ether Talk 6 when we discuss sandwiches and sundries. Yes. That was episode 5, and we are now discussing episode 19. Wow, it has been a while. So, what are your thoughts on season 2 since the last time you were here? Basically, you missed all of Linwood's. Y- yes. Linwood's was great. I, I really appreciated Linwood's. Deadline is just so uh, creative with the storytelling. It's really hard to even guess where it's going to go, I think, sometimes. Um, though I might have an idea, and we'll get to that later. Okay. About where it's going to go from here. All right. So today we're actually here to talk about episode 19, Paging Dr. Freud. What did you think of this episode? Okay, so uh, just the first few notes I have were Dream Vampire? <laughs> Uh, Daisuke as an ostrich, Mr. Lee's ostrich. Ralph? Mm-hmm. Brock? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Why? Oh, no. Uh, I don't think Brock necessarily means anything good for the party. Ooh. You see, you, you view Brock as an ominous type of uh, omen? Uh, a kind of chaotic omen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the vampire, let's go back to that really quick. I don't know if you're familiar with a show called The Strangerlands. No, I have not watched The Strangerlands or listened, listened to The Strangerlands. It is a very direct reference to um, that voice actor's character on The Strangerlands. He plays a vampire on that D&D podcast. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. I did go back back after the episode and I was like wait do vampires even exist in either of the universes this show is pulling from and not that I could find so this was just a joke an inside joke what did you think of Lee's dream that one got really weird really fast well anything involving Mr. Lee gets really weird (laughs) really fast so the notes I have for that are Two horsemen, three horsemen. Oh no! Oh, this Moonshadow. Um, what the fuck? Naked Mister Lee seducing Moonshadow. What the fuck? I'm so <laughs> lost. Ah, uh, dreams. Yes, Th- that was amazing. I'm always really interested in um, whatever Mike comes up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 
also kind of an element of chaos to the party as a player. Yes, I I will not disagree with that. (laughs) Yeah, between Mike and Stylus, I feel like uh, I have to not be as crazy. Your kind of job is to keep the party grounded. They're supposed to be supporting you. Oh my gosh, that's weird to think about, but I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's not how I set out to play this character. It's kind of how it's developed. Right. Did you have uh, any favorite moments of uh, episode 19? Oh my goodness. I think my favorite moment is when uh, Hellcat Pauline showed up in the chiffon dress. Or specifically Rose's reaction to Hellcat Pauline <laughs> showing up in the chiffon dress with her hair done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have notes going, Hell Rose, Hell Rose, which is my <laughs> little name for that ship. Other favorite parts, um, Sticky Mr. Lee with his oh. nightshirt on. Oh. Eh. <laughs> I didn't realize Zola is perhaps religious. Yeah, it's not something that's really been brought up. And even she says that it's not something that she does a lot. But after everything that's happened to her, she felt the need to. And I don't know. There was so much in this episode that I really liked. I think I like that Gregory is jealous of Rose for some reason. I did not see that coming. Like, when when that conversation was happening, I was, like, wide-eyed, like, what? And I don't know if it's because he's trying to get his parents' attention I think maybe he thinks that Rose garners a lot of the attention o- uh, away from him. Hmm. Possibly just for the basis of being a troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Other notes I've got. Daisuke doesn't know how to act. And then I have in parentheticals with new NPC Sally Fields. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he does. Um <laughs> He's like, do you have any enemies? And I'm like, oh my God. Right. That was a little weird. But then he (laughs) realized that maybe he needed to tone it back a bit. Um, (laughs) I thought that was good. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Dice Cave for a bodyguard really needs to be watching out for those uh, Venuvian Russian lizard men. Yeah. The ones he didn't notice. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was that was pretty great. (laughs) <laughs> and then I figure Baron von Brokov is probably the vampire, maybe? I, I, I don't know. The same same person played both parts. It It is. It, it's, it's another nod to that inside joke. He's playing a character by the same name. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. And I, I don't know how active that character is going to be. So th- that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had anything else about the episode. I really enjoyed it, though. I really do mm-hmm. enjoy um, either Nautica. It's it's uh, one of many of the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and start talking about predictions. Let's start with: Did any of the predictions from your last visit come true? Again, I I'm not sure. I think the only real prediction I had was the uh, creatures. From Linwoods. Yeah, the creatures from Linwoods. I. Yeah, I, I don't know that rock crabs are terrestrial necessarily. Yeah, I think it. Like, like I said, I don't think it's something that came up particularly in the show because to the characters, this is something that's always been there. But if I remember correctly, Deadline talked about how they've been there for so long 
right. none of the humans would have known whether they were terrestrial or not. That's an interesting idea. Maybe they are terrestrial as far as the characters know. That's that's a different mm-hmm. take on that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Predictions I have going forward. Well, as long as Felix Lee is there, it's going to be wild, I mm-hmm. think. It's going to be harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daisuke has that same effect on on the party that Felix does. Oh, no. No, Daisuke generally is working with Rose, whereas Felix and his um, employment to his father seems to put him at a counterpoint to them. Yes, definitely. I think we're... I, I, I mean, this is either Nautica, so I think we're going to expect some weird stuff to happen at dinner. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see happen at dinner? What do I want to see happen at dinner? Oh, that's a different question than than the prediction I wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let's start with your prediction. Okay. So I think weird shit is going to happen at dinner and the party is going to save the day. I think, <laughs> I think Rose's parents are going to have to finally come to terms with her adventuring. <laughs> I mean, especially her mom does not like it and wish she wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe... That will bring them closer together, maybe. And that's and that's really what I've got is I th- I think maybe um, we're gonna see some character development between Rose and her parents. Hmm. All right. Well, at the end of this episode, we did get introduced to Baron Daryl Van Brokov. Um, what do you think of that character? What What do you think he may or may not add? He definitely, I don't want to lead you too much on this. What do you think of Daryl Von Brokoff from what you've heard of the episode so far? He's a landed uh, wealthy NPC. I think he's a quest giver of some sort. Uh, uh, pardon the wow reference. No, I think that makes sense. He definitely is like, Rose, I want to talk to you. And Rose is like, yeah, sure. Bye. Right. So it makes sense because he's an NPC and Rose is trying to get away from him. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know about how much of an impact he's going to have on the show overall, but I do think he has something that he wants the party to do, or at least he wants Rose to do. Whether Rose chooses to do that or not, um, Mm -hmm. maybe she will be put in a position where she feels she has to, but I don't think she wants to. Well, so far we've met two people for this dinner party. One this episode, one the episode before Irene Norton, who both seem to want to talk to Rose for something. Right. What Uh, do you think it is they could possibly want from Rose? I did not think about this too much. I don't think they're going to want her to go to the moon. I don't think they necessarily care about her friend, the Von Fleets. Um, Hmm. Particularly not Baron Von Brokov. I I don't think he's involved in the meta plot happening behind the scenes. Hmm, that's fair. To be fair, and I, I don't know how much it's come across, Rose is well known in the uh, academic circles for being an adventurous. So it, you're right. It could be completely unrelated to anything that's happened so far. All right. So the dinner party is in full swing. What do you think is going to happen at the dinner party? Like what kind of strange thing would you like to see happen? I think it would be really interesting if some cats showed up. I think that as as pretty as Hellcat Pauline has dressed herself up to be right now, (laughs) that may be a logistical problem during dinner when when the weird shit does come. We were joking and calling her my fair Hellcat. (laughs) That's good. That's good. My fair (laughs) Hellcat. 
what kind of weird shit? That's fine. If you don't have anything specific in mind. Weird shit is a good qualifier for what most of this cast gets into. Well, and again, maybe it's just because I don't know the world, but I do know that Deadline is very creative with what happens in the show. And it is very hard to predict. So I I think I'm going to leave it at a vague weird shit. Um, perfectly fine. I don't think we're going to see time travel during dinner. Um, I think we're going to stay at dinner in the present, but I don't think that... Yeah, no, I, I, I think the weird shit is going to come to them rather than being teleported to or <laughs> time travel to the weird shit. That's a good, that's a good guess. So dinner party is going to happen. Weird shit will probably ensue. What do you uh, predict for the rest of the season? Like, we're about halfway through season two. Oh, we're only halfway through. Okay, so what what plot elements do we still have on the table? We still have uh, Mr. Von Fleet. We have to figure out how to get to Mars, perhaps, to save him. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to... I think the trip to Mars is going to happen. I don't think they're necessarily going to be able to resolve that this season. Okay. It would be interesting to run into Dr. Frankenstein, maybe in the present. Hmm. Well, that was 40 years in the future. She would have to be very young. How old was she in season one? I I don't know if we ever got a strong impression of that. I can't imagine she was over 40. Okay. Maybe 50? I don't know. I don't think she was old, though. I think she was still kind of in that 40, 35 to 45 range. But I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. Or um, perhaps they will meet people that are either related to her or will come Mm. to know her. Or I I don't think that 40 years in the future is necessarily the first time that Rose interacted in that that circle around. Mm. She did have Rose's memory crystal. Exactly. And we still have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose we don't have to. The party <laughs> could leave that on the table. We, we, we're we good at leaving things on the table. There's uh, Margaret still missing. There's Daisuke and his brother that most of the party doesn't even know about. Right. We haven't, we haven't gotten a lot of Daisuke's backstory except in dreams yet. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Daisuke's family shows up at dinner. Um, no, that's party crashers. I I mean, I'm just pulling that out of my, yeah, but (laughs) that's as good a place as anywhere to pull it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pulling that out of the air. Yeah. Um, that would be very interesting. Um, we could have more of Daisuke's backstory come to, uh, impact the current story Mm -hmm. in real time rather than in just dream space. That's fair. Um, let's talk about some of the characters' interpersonal relationships. There's there's definitely something establishing between Daisuke and Zola. What do you think of their emerging relationship, whatever it might be? I think it's sweet. I think Daisuke does like Zola quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Zola likes Daisuke. I think <laughs> that that is going to be a uh, good relationship to have. And I mean, I guess it knows to help in the back of my mind that the people that play both of those parts... <laughs> are married. <laughs> also, uh, by representation. Yay. Yay. The only other one that I can think of is Felix. While he has had multiple attempts at seducing people, hasn't really 
formed a, a personal connection with anybody. I guess the only other one that we can talk about then would be Hellworth. What do you think of how uh, Hellworth is developing? It's kind of a slow burn. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm glad that they're not... Um, I, I mean, it may seem kind of fast from... I, I guess in the, in the story, it does seem kind of fast because they've only really known each other mm-hmm. for, what, a, a couple weeks now? <laughs> yeah, story maybe time. that. Yeah. But that's, that was kind of Hellcat's bomb in the previous episode. Right. Right. About she's how like, she's known Rose through multiple lifetimes. I would like to get to know more about Hellcat um, and, and more about those multiple lifetimes. I, I would really, honestly, if I had it my way, Hellcat would be a PC, <laughs> a permanent PC. I know that may, maybe logistically that's not possible, but mm-hmm. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, no, we adore Emily, and we always invite Emily to come and play with us, but Emily's uh, work schedule often prohibits her ability to join us at our very strange hours. Right. Oh, and believe me, I I understand that well. As far as Felix is concerned, I don't know that he's necessarily looking or wants any kind of romantic relationships with anyone. He doesn't strike me as the type that mm-hmm. would want that mm-hmm. um and and maybe we haven't really seen an opportunity for him to get into that or if there has been an opportunity he has chosen to not pursue that yeah that's true we don't see too much of felix outside the context of him in the party i think the only thing that's been really hinted at is his fear of horses and that he's from deadwood which none of the party members seem particularly interested in learning more about Right. And we don't really know a lot of his backstory either. Mm -mm. That's interesting. I would like to know what makes him work. Mm -hmm. I think Mike's previous character was a little more, and this is going to sound strange given the context, but I think Mike's previous character was a little more stable. I thought... Right? Ralph was weird, but it felt like there was a, a, a rhyme to the madness, whereas Felix just seems completely random. Right. Ralph was weird, and Ralph heard Brock, right? And and we do learn that Brock is, is real, but Ralph was the only one hearing these voices, mm-hmm. at least initially. This is different. This yeah. is a much different character. Ralph was very set up from the beginning. He he started in an asylum. He can only hear this this one thing talking to him. And so he was very set up to be like, oh, he's a crazy person. But by the end of the season, you realize he's not a crazy person. He just has been in the unfortunate position to be the only one to actually hear what was happening he wasn't crazy he was told that he was crazy and exactly that was kind of cool i liked that right which is not necessarily like for the time not totally a thing that could happen Mm -hmm. well i would agree that could happen today too so (laughs) yes to a lesser extent i think yes people like today can end up in a mental facility due to how others perceive them acting. Mm-hmm. However, I think it was more prevalent then. Okay. He was also alone because he, we learned, wasn't even from our dimension. So it's not like he had anyone who could advocate for him. That's true. Is there anything that you would like to talk about in regards to episode 19 or season two? Oh, I want to know more about Sally Fields. I, I want to know what she wants. Or maybe she's just a, maybe she doesn't want anything. Maybe she just wants to attend the party, but she doesn't, or attend the dinner party. She's not interested in trying to pull the 
characters in a certain direction or not. Uh, she seems very sweet so far, but that's, you know, we've only really seen her introduction and her talking to Daisuke a little bit. That's true. I think it's a good place to end our discussion today. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed it. Once again, I'm Kelly, and you can find me on Twitter at MightBeKelly. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Jax. Where can our listeners find you? Well, I am on Twitter. My at handle is at CobaltBlue. I am also in the Ethernautica Discord, the same name. That's with a K, CobaltBlue. And yeah, hope to talk to you there. <laughs> Thank you, Ethernauts, for listening. If you'd like to be on an episode of EtherTalk, you can contact us via Twitter or our website, EthernauticaPodcast.com. Until next time. And hello, I am Stylus, the player of Daisuke Hana for Ethernautica. I am going to present a number of questions over to my character, Daisuke Hana. Uh, hello, hello? Is, is this thing, who am I speaking to? Um, that would be me. Hi. Hello. Konnichiwa. Do you speak Japanese? Um. Please do not embarrass us anymore. All, all right, that's... Okay, um, first question. Please hurry. Patrick from Cast of Many Things asks, How many daggers have you lost track of? How many? I do not believe I have lost track of any. Some may have strayed. Some thoughts may have been lost, but that is not my fault. I leave that to other people to have forgotten such things. In the heat of the moment, I simply kill and mark. It is not simply a roll of a die for me. I am living this. You, you may have forgotten in laughter because some joke was said, but I, mm, I was not laughing. Um, oh, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, follow up. This is for me. Uh, do you miss the wavy black dagger? Do I miss the abomination that drank blood and likely would have killed me just because it touched my skin and it fed upon me? Oh, I miss it every day. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, that's, yeah, it was good times. <laughs> ah, okay, ne ne next question. Yes, the next one. The next one is from Fina Rose. How did you get that scar on your face? That was in episode one. Uh, yeah, okay. But uh, could you could you regale us with the story? I was in the middle of the throes of passion and having accidentally tipped over the burial urn of my father. I happened to wake my brother. I was at the moment having intercourse with his husband. He did not take that very well. He did not appreciate. So he cut me, and I cut him right back. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I could see, you know, different dad, give and take, brotherly relationship. I can understand that. Do you? Next question. Another one from uh, Fina. Uh, why did Daisuke start writing poetry? I am an artist. I find inspiration through creating things such as these. Do you not find this entertaining? 
Ike. Okay. Um, next question. Um, does Daisuke have any siblings other than Genki? No. It was only us. Oh, okay. What about parents? What were your parents like? My father was a stern man, but fair. I do not remember my mother. I hope she was a good woman. Better than me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I could, uh... Did you like your father? I do not understand. He was my father. Why would I not like him, as you say? Is there a way that I can simply hate him for what he has done? For abandoning us? Maybe. He had these reasons. That sounds like there's a story there. Maybe. Uh, which I will not ask about. Because I fear for my life. You know what? Last one from Zafina. Is Zola someone uh, that you're serious about, or is this just a fling? Miss Zola is not what I would consider a fling. I do not take such things lightly. I am not, as they say, a slut. I appreciate her. She has not dismissed me from her bed, and I find her quite beautiful. Any uh, favorite positions? That is the end of the interview. You know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, I am uh, Stylus, and uh, that was uh, Daisuke. Do not ever talk to me again. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. No problem. No problem. Okay. Uh, I, I hope that was good enough, Kelly. Bye.